Ah, the great sounds of Jim Crocker Promotions right there. As you're listening to Good Karma Wrestling, John the Hood with you with a very special guest to talk about StarCast. It is coming to Nashville, Tennessee on July 31st. Nashville, Tennessee, you can watch it on Fight TV. It's Ric Flair's Last Match. You can go to the website, rickflairslastmatch.com, for all the details. Rick, last time in the in the business, in the ring, as far as we know, and the man who's going to be on the call with Tony Schiavone is David Crockett, and he joins us here on Good Karma Wrestling. David, Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time. Jonathan, thank you. I uh, this, this is, is great. Terrific. Yeah, this is this is unbelievable that we're going to have Ric Flair's last match, July thirty first at Starcast. Many grew up watching TBS or Worldwide Wrestling and watching you and Tony on the call. How much fun is this for you to work with Tony one more time calling wrestling? Oh, it, it's going to be a blast. It really is. I mean, you know, Tony and I we we did a couple of things, but you know. Nothing like this because we're gonna we're gonna voice over all the matches, so this is this is terrific for me. I I can't wait for someone you who's know, Tony Tony's got a busy schedule, but still, <laughs> you know, we gel we gel. He made time for his old friend, so yeah, he has a busy schedule, but he's gonna be there for Ric Flair's last match. That's gonna make you happy. Yes, it yes it is yes it is. Matter of fact, he's coming in. For the roast on Friday, and then we're going to be together Saturday at that uh, StarCast event, and then Sunday uh, for the match. You know, you have been in at the table with your brother Jimmy and so and Dusty Rhodes and so many others to put together mega cards like the Great American Bash and like Starcade. I mean, it, does this give you goosebumps to know that you're around another big card like this? Yes, I am. I really am. And this is totally unique. You think about it. Yes, we have Ric Flair's last match. But then I look at other matches and other wrestlers that we're going to have there. We're going to have the Four Horsemen. Mm -hmm. You're going to see the Rock and Roll Express, but it's going to be Ricky Morton and his son wrestling, Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. So... With multi-generational is the way I look at it. And you've got Davey Boyd Smith Jr. There's so many younger wrestlers coming in uh, that are part of the whole family of wrestling that they're making their mark. Plus, all the different organizations that are going to be represented there. This has never happened. You know, David, we have seen second-generation and third-generation wrestlers some do well, some don't. But the ones that you just listed right there all either have a, a future or already are, have made it in the business. What does that say? I mean, I, I can remember a time where you were promoting Angelo Mosca Jr., uh, and that, did, that didn't work out too well. There was a, a number of them were, were the second generation. I mean, I mean, God, God bless you. You put the Mid-Atlantic title on him, but, I mean, Ivan Koloff carried him in those matches. I mean, so sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, right? Well, you got to remember, he was kin to Angelo Mosca. So that, <laughs> that's one reason. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I mean, really, you, you look at uh, the roads, you know, Dustin, mm -hmm. Cody, uh, the Von Erics are going to be there. Uh, you know, I haven't seen them wrestle, but they've got a good reputation. I know that uh, Ricky Morton's son has been wrestling around and is doing well. Uh, and Brock Anderson definitely 
I mean, Arn cannot say he's not his son because <laughs> it looks like a twin. It does. A clone. Oh, it's, it's, I have to laugh every time I see them together. It's terrific, though. You know, Brown Pillman Jr., mm-hmm. I, I, that's going to be good. There's so many wrestlers. You know, this is a multi-generational event. Think about it. You know, you watched it when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're talking about great-grandparents, grandparents, grandparents, parents, and their children. You know, so that's what excites me. You know, yes, it's Rick's last match, and it will be his last match. Uh, I believe that he's going to put every single ounce of charisma that he has left in his body uh, in this event. He knows he only has so many years to be able to do it in the ring. He's in the best shape of his life. Uh, You know, he's, quote, not as fast, but he's smarter. Rick has always been a a wrestler that uh, exercises cardio instead of a lot of weightlifting, so he's limber. He can bounce. You know, we'll find out how how well he can bounce. But, yeah, there's there's not anything there that I wouldn't want to see. David Crockett with us here on Good Karma Wrestling with Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to go to StarCast.com for more information. You can watch it on Fight TV and, of course, on Twitter at StarCast Events. So, David, I think for our younger uh, listeners, I think we need to talk about Rick as far as what he meant to you as NWA champion, working with Jim Crockett Promotions. When, when you have Hulk Hogan on the other channel and Rick Flair is going all over the territory and representing your brand, what, is that, what did that mean to you? Uh, to me, uh, some people will disagree, he was better than Hogan. I mean, hey, I like Hogan. His thing was going to the ring. He's in the ring a little bit, let it drop, elbow, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Ric Flair, 90-minute matches, 60-minute matches. From the time he left the dressing room until the time he came back, he was one ball of fire. He didn't lay around. You know, he gave you everything he could. You left the building. If you hated him, you'd be the first one in line to get his autograph. I've seen it too many times. He, he's a natural. You know, he came to us, believe it or not, humble. You know, a humble guy, you know, from Minneapolis, but then all of a sudden, he fell into the Ric Flair he is today. You know, uh, and, you know, the question is, can he, which I haven't seen him since he developed the Ric Flair, let's say, costume, image, I haven't seen him come out of it. Mm-hmm. Is he lost in that image? What do you think? No, he's still the same, same guy. Maybe a little bit more boisterous, a little salty language. Otherwise, it's still Rick. Yeah, you know, that's right. You know, his language is a little salty. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that's a 
nice way of putting it. Salty. <laughs> yes. All right. I have a, I have a question for you and the fans out there too. Think sure. about it. Sure. Ric Flair, his last match, his entrance. Who should be with him in his entourage coming to the ring? Should he have a lot of hard bodies? <laughs> All of his five X wives? <laughs> or, or, I guess there are five. You, you won't have to count that. Yeah. Or do we, do we bring his daughters, Ashley and Megan? Yeah, they've been through a lot with him. Hmm. You know, I, I think that if we're going to get vintage Ric Flair, I think it has to be, as you mentioned, hard bodies. I think it's got to be that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be the yeah. entourage of, of beautiful women uh, at his side, down the aisle. His family could be there in the first row. I'm sure that they will be. But we don't need crying Ric Flair coming down the aisle. We don't need that. We need... Confident Ric Flair, happy with the, the women around him, just like we saw. Matter of fact, I believe we saw that in Nashville against Steamboat in 89. I believe he had had an entourage like that. So, uh, so I, I think that's, that's what you want. That's the image that you want. If you're Ric Flair, family man Ric Flair, as you well know, David, that didn't work for Steamboat in 89. Uh, but, but, for, but, but for Flair, I think that we need to have vintage Ric Flair. Yeah, well, family man, uh, you know, with you want Rick to be happy? Uh, Let him have the, the hard body. Oh, he's going to kill me. You know, he's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> Don't forget, StarCast.com is where you go. And again, Fight TV is where you can watch Rick Flair's last match and a great card. Rick Flair's last match.com is David Crockett joins me, Jonathan Hood. Okay, one other thing on Rick, and I have other questions for you. Um, so Rick has sure. – this is great that I could be able to talk to you about this because I've always wondered. Rick in many documentaries has said that Jim Crockett Promotions would be open today if Jim did not go to Dallas, Los Angeles, New York. He says if it was just between Atlanta and the Carolinas, it would be open today. And I, I personally disagree with him because being a Chicagoan, I was happy when the NWA came to Chicago – on house shows, war games, all of that, uh, it's arcade in '87. So, what do you what do you think of that? Is Rick right? If you would have stayed within Atlanta and and the Carolinas, would you still be open today? You, all right, you are both partially right. All right, the reason I say that we should not have taken over Mid South, which meant that Jimmy and Dusty moved to Dallas. So we split our office. You cannot do that. You cannot split it and function correctly. You need one place. And then, you know, then it, it, it just, it didn't work. It did not work. That's what caused the downfall. You know, that and we didn't do our due diligence and a lot of debt surfaced. Uh, from that buy, and, you know, the rest is history. But, yes, if we hadn't have done that, we'd be going strong. I truly believe that. Now, we promote Chicago, LA, things like that. You just don't do it weekly. You have special matches coming in. Uh, you know, it's 
So you do it once every two, three months. You've got enough cities around that you create truly big shifts. You know, you, as I, when I, Turner bought us and I had a meeting with uh, Jack Petrick and Jim Hurd who took us over. I, I told him, I said, you're going to eventually have a pay-per-view every month that it's going, our syndicated shows, we had 82 stations that took our syndicated shows. All right. With TBS as the big daddy that we would promote the big shows off of that and then create pay-per-views once a month in those big cities. It worked perfectly. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I put it on a chalkboard. I asked people to shoot it down. Uh, they couldn't, but uh, those two gentlemen said I was nuts. Mm -hmm. Look at it today. Right. You know, everything is basically going to pay-per-view. You have your big shows in big cities, but you don't go to, let's say, uh, Richmond, Virginia, you know, and have a pay-per-view. You're not going to do that anymore. You're going to your ultra big sh cities and do it. David, just between you and I and the audience. <laughs> and the radio. <laughs> and the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is, I just I need to know how much of you wishes that this event was in Greensboro or Charlotte and not in the Jarrett Lawler territory of Nashville. Oh man. Yes, I would love it. Yes. I I haven't thought about that, but you know, I you know, it was already booked in Nashville. You know, and yeah, Lawler, it's Lawler territory. Yep. It's, it's their home ground. And, yeah, JCP being there, you know, we did promotions with them. Mm -hmm. But there was always that, you know, you, you walk around with your back to the wall. You know, both of us, I mean, the Jarrett's and us. You know, it's at that time... Everybody, every promotion was guarded. You know, we even tried to, you know, when we had control of the NWA, to have the promotions send us talent, send us videos, and create a tape, videotape, that would go around and, and then bring your talent in to TBS and promote your matches. It didn't work. They, they, the trust was not there. You know, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, you know, it was just that way. You know, it's because you work above stealing, you know, somebody else's talent. We were so lucky that we had the talent. You know, we, we had the talent to, to do anything we wanted, and we did. Now, I, there wasn't a better crew going around. It, to me, it was the golden age of wrestling. You know, it's who we had. I mean, starting out, you know, I mean, before we really blew the top off the roof, you know, John Valentine, Wahoo McDaniels. Mm -hmm. You know, you had the Andersons. Uh, it, just, it just went on. Roddy Piper, you know, and Roddy Piper, 
what a fantastic guy he was. You know, when he left and went to Vince, he said, David, I will never, ever come in your area. And he kept his promise. Can you believe that? Yeah, and he did the same in Portland. Would would not wrestle in Portland, and I know Vince probably was not happy with that, but he had he really loved the Carolinas and loved uh, the Portland territory, and would not wrestle uh, at those house shows. That says a lot for Roddy, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It really does. And over the years, I you know I kept in contact with him, and he'd come in and out and do some special projects. Uh, yeah, it. He was one unique gentleman. I'd drive down the road with him, and I'd watch him, and he'd be listening to the radio, reading magazines, and writing down in his notebook, constantly writing down things that he would hear and say, golly, you know, I like that. You know, and, and so he, was, he had to get the gap. He and Ric Flair together, oh, my God, you could spend an hour, have an hour program. Just let them go. What do you think Jimmy would think of this event? Jimmy Crockett. Good question. I think he would be surprised for one thing. Mm -hmm. I say that because I had to basically take a cattle prodder and get him to go to Baltimore for a StarCast event. Mm -hmm. And he... He looked at me and said, David, I, I can't believe this. People still remember us. And here I thought we failed. I said, Jimmy, business-wise we did, but we gave the people everything they wanted and more. And that's what they're thankful for. That's what they appreciate. So as far as the event in Nashville, Yes, he would rather have it in Greensboro. Yeah. Uh, and but he would definitely be honored, you know, to 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 have Rick Flair's last match presented by Jim Crockett Promotions. I got goosebumps myself because it's Jim Crockett Promotions. I know what would happen. Jimmy would talk to Dusty, and Dusty would say, "Put this baby, put closed circuit baby." Twenty thousand people sold out. Yeah. That's what would happen. The dream was something else. You know, he talked to me one time and he said, he said, you know, David, you're raw. You're just raw. I said, what do you mean raw? He said, you're just, you're a fan. I said, yes. Mm-hmm. I said, you didn't know that? I said, yes, you know, I did not start announcing because I wanted to that our television announcer showed up at WRAL-TV drunk. And so Jimmy and I flipped a coin and I lost. And so I had to start announcing. And I didn't take any lessons because I didn't have time. So uh, I learned the hard way on the job with Bob Cottle, who was a great coach. And then, you know, as we got into creating our television production, 
I needed to be behind the camera. So Tony was the uh, play-by-play person for our single-A baseball team in Greensboro that my sister had. Mm -hmm. And so we stole him from her. Tell you one thing, David. David Finley was a hell of a wrestler. <laughs> that guy was that, that guy was stout and powerful. That guy, <laughs> David Finley, boy. Count all the lights. <laughs> you had to I get knew how listen. many lights were in the ceiling because I always was on my back. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you can't get one past me because I'm a, a Jim Crocker Promotions fan. So I I've seen the film, the Jim Cornette films that he picked up and and spliced together. I saw you in the ring. Really? Oh, I've seen it. Really? Oh, yeah. It's I out there. I've not seen it. Oh, you have oh, not? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you got to no, get I you hooked up I'm with Jimmy. Jimmy Cornette has that film. I've seen you wrestle. Wow. Oh, I'm surprised. Right. Well, okay. We got to get you connected to a Jim Cornette because uh, that's where he. So apparently they were throwing out old films at in Atlanta. And he oh, went yes. and he went to the dumpster and said, "Hey, uh, you guys throwing those those tapes away? That's valuable stuff." Let me. He's got Mid Atlantic, he's got NWA um, house shows, he's got some of the early Flair Steamboat non televised house shows in his collection. Oh, you need to see this. That's how I know well, that. That's, yeah. that's why I said I know who David Finley is because I've seen you yeah. wrestle, David. I, <laughs> you 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 took a beating, but you but you got yes, out of your I system. Did. Oh, uh, when guys didn't like what my father paid them, they take it out on me. <laughs> so we got we got to make that connection. Okay, I'm glad that you said that. We got to let's get that get that together. You need to see these old oh, films. I'd love to talk to Jim Cornette. Jim Jim is another one. Oh, he is wound tight. Yes, yes he is. Yes he is. <laughs> okay, last... he is so. Uh, yeah, I wish he I wish he would leave his compound uh, and come out. Now, I understand, you know, uh, his fear of COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, good grief, you know, Jimmy passed away from it, mm -hmm. you know, complications from it. So, but, yeah. Uh, uh, I, Cornette is one of a kind. Starcast.com is where you go. I do have one last question, David, and I appreciate your time. Uh, and so we're, we're not there yet, but you know, because you've been part of Starcast before, Conrad Thompson does a hell of a job, a great job of putting yes, these StarCasts together. When they're in Chicago, they're great. And so I'll ask you, does StarCast give you the itch to be involved in pro wrestling full-time again? Just based on everything you know now, you've been behind the scenes, you're going to be on the microphone again, it's the digital market now, Fight TV's involved. What do you think? The answer is easily yes. The first time I did a little thing with Tony Schiavone at AEW. I told Tony Khan, I said, I should have never done that because I've, I've got the itch. I do. I miss it. it it's, you, know, you know, I had my two families. I had my family here, and then I had my wrestling family, and they were both very important and so much a part of my life. The answer is yes. I would do it in a skinny minute. Again, that sounds crazy. Yeah, but, you know, but why you, not? Yeah, it's because the the business is just at a it's, it's really great. Where you know even the the smallest wrestling company has TV at least digitally. 
uh, online, which is amazing because I never thought we'd get to this point in wrestling. That's true. You know, I thought that, you know, once Vince took over everything, that it would be a slow death uh, for, let's say, other venues for wrestling. But with streaming, you know, everybody has a chance. And everybody has a chance to see it worldwide. You know, that's and, – and streaming hadn't – it's not going to slow down. It's just going to get better. StarCast is coming to Nashville on July 31st. Go to the website, rickblairslastmatch.com, and, of course, uh, starcast.com as well. You can watch all of the festivities all on Fight TV. David, you know this is a bucket list conversation for me. I really appreciate you spending time with well, me in Chicago. Let's do it again, really. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, oh, and I have good memories with Rick up in Chicago you know, on Rush Street. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can always find the horseman on Rush Street and definitely revolve uh, with the Blackhawks. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the videos on the Blackhawk and, and the Bismarck Hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it, so many great memories there. You know, and listen, you got to tune in tonight at 6.05. You know, we're showing us some more video and uh, things are going crazy. You got to tune in. All right. All right, I'll now, be watching. Brad's going to put something out there. You, you've got to watch. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I mean, I've been watching your event center, so there's going to be. You always have the information, so yeah. <laughs> so I've been well, watching. All right, we've got we've got something coming out at six oh five tonight. Uh, you can see that uh, old jealousies have risen to the surface. Hmm. The old tease. Yeah. Oh, the old yeah, tease. Okay. About- and big and big Chiron on worldwide wrestling, it'd be right there. <laughs> it'd be a still shot of Matty T.A. to be old jealousies. Uh, big Chiron, and you sit there at home and say, hmm, "What does that mean?" And you find out because you got to wait through the commercial. I remember that very well. Yep. That's right. <laughs> old Jim Cry promotions tease again. I got to keep you guessing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's it's my pleasure, uh, David. Thank you so much for coming uh, on the show. This this is so much fun. I'd love to do it again with you. Thank you. It is David Crockett with us here for StarCast. And, again, you go to StarCast.com or go to StarCast events on Twitter where you can get all the information. Glad you're with us here for this special Good Karma Wrestling as we get ready for Ric Flair's last match. Go to the website, RicFlair'sLastMatch.com.